Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. I'm happy that you're back. I'm happy that we can keep the Zone podcast going. Now, in Zone 6 and 7, I don't really speak a lot about it in my content, but it's something I really would like to start bringing to you here, and I think it can help. So let's get to it. Remember, zones are each part of the body is connected to an organ, a nerve, a muscle, and then emotion, energy, emotion. Okay, so the one I like to use as an example the most is the heart. Think about the heart. You have the chest and you have the nerve that connects the chest muscle through the nerve that connects it to the heart. And then what's the emotion of heart? Love, right? I love you. But then we can have dysfunctions, right? And emotional dysfunctions there too. And those come out to be like holding grudges against people. So in zone six and zone seven, we have two different areas of the body that can become dysfunctional. And we're going to walk through the things that have been shown to be dysfunctional and you can sit there and see if you can relate to any of them and if you can i'll walk you through on what you can do in this podcast so i'm gonna bounce back and forth from zone six and zone seven as we go through this okay so zone six is really known to help us as far as with imagination okay imagination so what that means is you know let's just say today you're having a hard day and you're trying your best to get through you keep getting more stressful events back to back, like small things like, oh, you're on your way to work, but it's traffic. And then you spilled some coffee on you. And then when you go to work, you forgot your assignment at home. Those are like, that's an annoying day, right? That can be challenging, but it's important. And it's a good thing if you can use your imagination to now see kind of into the future in a way in a positive manner or have perspective, which is another thing that has to do with zone six and seven is having a perspective, not being so much in a moment and being like down, you can actually say, okay, look, this is a bad thing. And then you can flip the coin is what I like to call it, right? You can turn a negative situation to a positive one because there's nothing you can really do about it at that point in time, right? You have to be able to say, okay, I made a mistake or this is a bad day. What can I do? So you can look into the afternoon, right? Okay, by that time the afternoon comes, I'm going to do this, this, and this. You use your imagination, right? You're using your imagination. Okay, for lunch, I'm going to go here, here, here. I'm not going to eat any junk food today. I want to make sure I have energy when I come back for after lunch. I have energy to finish my work. Okay, so it's imagination. It's also associated, zone six is also associated with intuition. There's things that you can't find on the internet unless you are guided, right? In a way of like, say if you woke up today and you just had this thought that came to you that was really, you were always get thoughts, but this thought was sitting on you for a long time. When this thought comes to you, it's like, I have to do something about it. And then as soon as you follow up on that thought, you find out that thought was bringing you so much more information that helped you that day. And then you go to a friend's house or you go to work or whatever. And immediately somebody brings that same subject up to you and you were prepared for that conversation. You're like, yo, that's crazy. I was thinking about that today. Well, that's like, that's intuition right there. Or intuition is another thing is like you trusted yourself to go to the school that you went to or not to date that person person that you you had a feeling not to date, right? Intuition is just having a feeling or information that you felt that was right for you without proof of a research paper, without proof of the analytics of the possibilities of it being true or not. Okay. So zone six is also responsible for that. It assisted you with that. Now zone seven assisted you with awareness, becoming aware of things, being aware. And this is a really beautiful thing on how zone seven works with that, because there's a lot of things that, you know, when I don't know about you, but when I look back on my life, I'm like, wow, I wasn't aware that I was doing that and that, or I wasn't aware that this was happening to me. A lot of times you can go through both of these things when someone has some type of childhood trauma. And usually when pe people have childhood trauma, um, they can have issues when it comes down to one of these or 
both of these due to the simple fact that they're stuck in the reptilian brain. The reptilian brain is the, it's also known to be the old brain. The reptilian brain only cares about survival. So use your imagination. You ain't doing that. You being able to put yourself in a perspective that you are able to look at things in a positive way or being a little more intuitive. No, you, you want guaranteed analytics. You want guaranteed proof. You want guaranteed of everything because when you're in survival mode, you don't got a 50-50 chance or you don't want to take 50-50 chances, right? So awareness can be challenging when you're in that survival mode. So if you're someone who's always working, you're someone who's always fighting to survive, it's hard to be able to have that zone seven, that awareness until you're able to sit down on a vacation or sit down on a weekend and not be so stressed out. Okay. So zone six, it basically, it gives you the ability to self-reflect, look on your day, look on your month, your year, etc., and really reflect on where you can improve what you did right and what's to do next. Zone seven is really, it activates the self-knowledge aspect of you, right? So, you know, you knowing things because you studied it on your own, even if it has nothing to do with your field, it's something that you did because this is something that you were interested in and you took upon yourself to read books about it. That gets zone seven going. You just trying to educate yourself without having a school to put you through it or your mom and dad making you go to school as a kid. No, this is something you're doing after school or this is something you're doing when you're done with school itself after you graduate. Okay. So the goal for zone six is it's very important that a, a going people that are, you know, basically not developing or working on zone six to start creating goals for themselves. Because why? If we start a goal, right, for this person, and in order for me to get you to realize that the goal is possible, we have to give you or we have to utilize your imagination. So say if your goal right now is to start a business or start content, we have to create goals, small little steps before we actually create a video or actually we create an LLC for you, we have to give you small little goals first. Now, as soon as you get a person to do small little goals, what they start to see is the possibility of the next one being being able to be accomplished, right? And then as you start doing that, you say, okay, look, you did that. Now, imagine when you do this, this, and this, then you'll be ready. See the word imagine. Remember zone six, you're trying to get this person to imagine. One of the ways you can do that is by if a person has a hard time with their imagination, you give them small little things first that they can take on. And then you can get them to start activating their imagination a little more, a little more, a little more. I usually do a, a homework assignment or an activity with my client called the dream map, which I'm going to be bringing you through in this podcast is bringing you through the dream map. So anytime you see in the next week, you should see something about a dream. The title should say something about dream. Please listen to that podcast prepared with a pen and a paper. We're going to be doing that together. I do this with all my clients and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to give it away for, for free and just teach the world about it because it helps so many people. So I can't wait to bring that to you. Okay. So the goal for zone seven is develop wisdom, knowledge, and basically to have the ability of connecting to something bigger than themselves, which we're going to get a little deeper into as we go into this. But zone seven, when I work with a zone seven, when they are too excessive here or too much, it can be very difficult to coach this client. And based on my experience of talking to people, they have issues when it comes down to even hang around these type of people, which we'll get a little more into as we get in this podcast. Okay. So the, the goals for zone six is imagination. And then goals for zone seven is going to be wisdom, knowledge, and being able to develop their spirituality or their belief in something bigger than themselves. Usually when you work with someone who has a lot of childhood trauma who can go through a lot 
like my family and I did. There's a lot of people in my family that I'm close to that do not believe in anything. They don't think that anything even exists, okay? So when you don't think anything exists, what happens is you feel like you're responsible for every little thing. And when you feel like you're responsible for every little thing, there's an analogy that I make. You ready for this? You and I, we, we want to build a farm. So you and I, what we do is we hire an experienced farmer and we say, excuse me, how can we build a farm? We want to grow crops. And the farmer tells us exactly how to do it. You plant a seed, you get soil, you water it, and then you walk away. And we say, I say, okay. And you say, nah, it can't be that easy. And then I say, no, no, you, I think he knows or she knows what they're talking about. And you say, no, I don't agree with that. So you and I, we split the farm in half. The left side is my farm. The right side is your farm. I do exactly as a farmer says. Now the farmer has his own farm on the opposite side, but we can see everything they do. So the farmer goes out there, does exactly what he told us to do. And then he goes on his rocking chair, enjoys a newspaper, a coffee, and he just relaxes for the rest of the day. And I, I decide to follow the same steps as the farmer, but you don't. What you do is you put the seed in, you plant your seed, you water your crops, you take care of your crops, and then you stare at the crop. And, and then we're allowed to sleep into the, in the farmer's house for the next six months, but you decide to take the bed and put it right next to exactly where you planted your crops. And I'm like, hey, why don't you come inside? You're like, nope, nope, nope. I have to make sure that this crop grows. So what you do for the following, the next six months is you follow the same rules, but the difference is that you're sleeping outside. The difference is that you're stressing yourself out by staring at each part of your crop and thinking that it's up to you to have that crop grow. You get frustrated on day five. On day five, you almost stomped the crop out itself because it didn't grow fast enough. And I'm like, hey, remember the farmer said it takes time. He's like, no, I don't have time. No, I want it to grow today. No, I want this crop to grow when I say it. And I'm like, hey, you know, that sounds good, but I don't really think that's the way it works. And you're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, hey, based on nature, based on the chemistry and based on the, the world that we live in, it doesn't work like that. But you don't believe in any of that. You don't believe in any of it. Long story short, after six months, we all have successful crops. But the difference is that you're exhausted and you're tired and you developed IBS. With the IBS, you were sleeping wrong on the bed. So you developed due to inflammation in your digestive tract and sleeping incorrectly, you developed a whole bunch of muscular issues. And due to your stress levels being extremely high, you have adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism. Now, what's the difference? The difference is, is that we understood that sometimes in life, you got to put your crops, you plant your crops, your seeds, you water them, and then the universe or God does the rest. Now, I use two different forms, universe or God does the rest. If you want to get really deep into it, science. But to have perspective, you understand that there's more that is taking place for that crop to do its job outside of yourself. So what am I saying? If you're someone that's struggling with his own seven of believing that there's anything out there to help you with the seeds that you planted with your goals and your dreams, and you think that you're doing this all by yourself, you may end up like you would in that story, which is a really challenging thing to go through by yourself. The rights for zone six, the rights is you have the right to see things. No, no, no. I want to see it. I have the right to see. Okay. And then the rights to zone seven is you have the right to know. Usually it's, you know, you want to know this person, all of us, we want to know, right? Especially remember zone seven is associated with self-knowledge. As soon as you start getting to like, you know, developing your self-knowledge, there's things that when you come across some information, like, no, no, no I got to find this out for myself. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. And then there's things that people would tell you, you're like, no, 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 I want to see. Let me see this for myself. I, I don't believe it until I see it. That's zone six. And then knowing is zone seven. Now the development through zone six is 
through your adulthood. You get, you start developing a, a stronger sense of understanding what you want to see, understanding perspective, understanding imagination, then understanding and trusting your intuition. As you get older too, think about it when we were kids. How many of us reacted so fast and never had the time or made the time to self-reflect on how we acted and then went on as if we weren't wrong at all? And then that damaged a lot of our relationships. So as you get older, you start to develop the ability to self-reflect a little more. For zone seven, you start developing this throughout life. That's why people with childhood trauma, they can have, they can be very wise at, at a young age. People refer me to as an old soul. Well, I've been through a lot since I was a child, a lot since the day I was born. I overdosed on heroin, right? So I've been through a lot my whole life. The only reason why I can be considered to be wise is because I had to go through a lot. And as you go through a lot, you have to grow up. And I had to grow up fast. If you are someone that had to go through a lot as a child, you had to grow up fast. You become very wise rather than waiting to 60, 50 or 40, 50, 60 to get the, the wisdom. You may be able to develop that around 20, 30. But that does not make you a better person or make you wiser than other people. And that's something we're going to get into a little more in this podcast. Okay. So when someone gets too much, when they go too much with zone six, right? Like too much perspective, they go too much self-reflection. They can start being associated with headaches. Now, why? Remember the part of the mind, your brain, specifically your frontal lobes, your neocortex, the part of these brains and nerves connect to the forehead and your the muscles around your head, right? So when you overdo it with your thinking, when you overanalyze things, when you overbecome, you know, too much imagination, too much activity in this zone, you can develop headaches. You can also develop nightmares. You can develop hallucinations, delusions, and you can have a hard time with concentrating. Okay. When you do this same thing with zone seven, how can someone become too excessive with zone seven? Some of you, this is where we got to be a little careful, but I would advise you to look into it a little more. I work with a lot of clients that have this, and I work with a lot of friends and family members that were associated with something like this. When you grow up in a strict culture that has a specific belief that limits you from associating with other tribes and other people, you can be over or too much with this zone seven. You can be overly intellectual. Sometimes people that are too excessive in zone seven due to culture upbringing think that their culture is superior compared to other cultures, which then anytime they have a conversation with people, they think that they're holding back, you know, just some really good information that the other person doesn't know and think that like they're a guru compared to the other person or they're better than other people. And this doesn't have to happen consciously. It's a, like it's a subconscious thing that can happen. If you meet someone from a really strict culture, sometimes they can look at you as if like, how do I say this? They can look at you as if like you're, you're smaller than them in a way. They don't really take you serious. I'm not saying this goes for everybody, okay? This is one <laughs> side effect of it, okay? Sometimes these people can become spiritual addicted. So I work with, outside of just strict cultures, I, I work with people who are, who get into spirituality, who become overboard with spirituality. I mean, I'm trying to help them. And anytime a person has issues with their spirituality or over overly intellectual, specifically in zone seven, you never, ever, ever try to talk to them about it as a coach. You go straight for the biofeedback. You go straight for the biology of the person. You start, you start working on their nutrition immediately. Please take my advice. Don't try to coach this person through what they believe. It's not it's not going to work. Don't ever argue with them. Even if they're hundred percent wrong, they would never give in. Okay. So, and then they can create a lot of confusion. I, I have a couple of clients who are overly spiritual in their spiritual uprising. 
I'm not sure what they exactly call it, but as they come here, they'll have diarrhea, they'll have acne, they'll have major sleeping issues, major problem issues with money. Sometimes the zone seven clients can have, or zone seven people who are too excessive can have issues with money, finances, because they disassociate themselves with the world in a way where they think money's associated with some type of evilness. They make these things up as if like money is not an important thing to have on earth or as a human being. And it can kind of almost make you feel guilty of thinking about money, but it's too excessive, of course. So usually these people have a hard time with finances. There's a huge part, there's a huge chance of this person having issues with finances. And then it can cause a lot of confusion. So if I, if I'm trying to help this client, like, Hey, listen, you have diarrhea because you're eating this specific diet and it's not doing you well. And you developed a fungal infection that can create a lot of confusion because what I'm telling them is scientifically as a certified nutrition coach, holistic practitioner, integrative health practitioner with a degree and bachelor of science, strength and conditioning, I'm telling them this information, but they read a book based on a guru or based on somebody who they're following the belief of and or a culture belief, whatever the case may be. And they're thinking that I have to be wrong because that person has to be right. And that can create a lot of confusion. Okay. And then if a person's not actually giving enough attention to one of the zones, now we become too little or in a deficit. So zone six, if you're not paying attention to your intuition, your imagination, you don't have perspective, you could develop issues with poor memory, poor vision, no imagination, and usually be in denial a lot, have an issue of being in denial. And people with zone seven, when you're in a deficit or not you're, but when people are in a deficit of zone seven, they can have learning difficulties. They can be skeptical about God or any type of spiritual practice. Eh, I don't know about that. Eh, that's not real. They can have very limited beliefs. I'll say that goes for both too much and too little limited beliefs are huge. They usually can fall under the category of being materialistic. And then they sometimes are people who really just don't have like, they don't really have core values like of caring or empathy for other people, right? So you're like, oh my God, I'm so, you know, you ever date somebody that you go and you explain how you feel and they kind of just look at you and like, oh, sorry. You're like, what? This dude's cold-hearted or this, you know, this woman's cold-hearted. So if you really learn about that person, you can see if they have an imbalance in zone seven, either too much or too little. So zone six and zone seven are very important as far as how we control the mind. And I'm creating something called the six layers of strength or six layers of energy. I'm just trying to figure out the correct title for it, but you have the organ, we have the nerve, we have the muscle, we have the emotion, but then we have the consciousness and then we have the subconscious, which is a beautiful thing. So I'm trying my best to connect these things for you, but zone six and seven are really important because they have a lot of, they're a reason for why we make a lot of the decisions and choices that we make today. They're this, they're, and the decisions and choices we make today make our life. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world and you're here with me. I want to make a quick shout out to Kayla, who said this podcast was the first one I listened to after my dark night of the soul and it opened up my world for so many possibilities. I've listened to every single episode. That's amazing. Thank you. Even though the first couple of ones were all over the place. And I have a book full of notes. I'm beyond glad to see you're doing podcasts again. And I believe you can take this podcast so much further as well. I think I can too. And it's game time, baby. Thank you for all that you do, Nate. I call first dibs when your book comes out. That's awesome. Kayla, thank you so much for your review. It means the world to me. Thank you, everyone who took the time to even put a rating as far as the stars. Thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. If you haven't already and you can leave rating or even a review, I would greatly appreciate that. I'm trying 
trying to help more people. My team and I got together. We we sat down and I had an intuition that it was time to go to the podcast game a little more stronger. So if you need more information from me, anything on my website, my courses, etc., you can click the link in the bio. Like I said, thank you for being here today. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I greatly and truly appreciate that. Peace.